It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. All right, we're back, and we are going to do the AL preview. I think, Hanno, the way we should do it is how they finished last year. We'll skip over the Mariners where they were at. Um, going from the bottom, going up, we had Oakland A's, we had the Texas Rangers, we had the Anaheim Angels, then we had the Mariners, and then, of course, we had the World Series champion Astros. So, uh, since I set it up that way, I better follow through. We're going to talk about the Oakland A's. Last year, they finished 60 and 102, so they lost 60 games of their 162. Uh, it seems very apropos or an apropos esque number for a bad team doesn't it hannah yeah they've always been a team to uh go young develop players and then trade them away uh they have one of the lowest payrolls in baseball and one of the worst stadiums in baseball so yeah (laughs) they um look to be going in that same direction this year wouldn't you say it seems that way and speaking of trades today uh the day before uh, opening day, the, they made a trade. They made a trade with the Phillies. They sent um, their outfielder, uh, Christian Pache, I believe his name was, and he was part of that whole uh, Olsen trade that they had. He was supposed to have panned out. Uh, it just really hasn't worked out, and the Phillies acquired him today um, for exchange for a minor league pitcher. Uh, Pache played 115 games for the Braves in 2021, and – the A's last year played center field, He's a center fielder. He just hasn't been able to really hit um, in exchange that minor league player. Uh, his name is Billy Sullivan, uh, but this is somebody that's going down their double A. It's not really going to affect them um, starting from the bottom up, you know, as, as bad as they were last year and how many trades and transactions uh, they make, believe it or not, their farm system is in not, not in great shape. Um, they're, you know, top three uh, ranked um, prospects uh, are at the tr- two of them are at the AAA level right now, and one has made the team. Uh, Tyler uh, Soderstrom, he's actually uh, he's supposed to be or end up though. I would say this is a Bryce. Well, he's supposed to end up like a Bryce Harper or Will Myers, um, but. Uh, he was a catcher and a first baseman, but the A's have seemed to like cut bait on the catching idea to turn him into a first baseman because of his stick. Um, this guy could possibly, you could possibly see him up this year. The, the other two people, uh, I'm, I'm not too sold on uh, how they'll impact the team, but that is a, a player to watch. Um, as far as their projected starting lineup, we got Tony Kemp at second base. Is it Aldame Diaz? Yeah, at a shortstop, Seth Brown, Jesus Aguilar, DH, um, third baseman, Jace Patterson, right field, Ramon uh, Gloriano, Ryan Nada at first base, unless this guy like pans out like they're saying, um, 
Shea uh, Langliers is who they have right now at catcher and out in center field. Now that uh, Pache is gone is we have a Stuart Ruiz. Don't know any of these names by household names, except for Tony Kemp. How about yourself? Yeah. Um, Tony Kemp definitely recognize him. The catcher Langer house is his name. Correct. Mm-hmm. It's Langer house, um, yeah. No, it's Lang- uh, Langellers. Yeah, Lang excuse me. He came up late last year, one of the top prospects in the Oakland uh, A's system. So he's a guy that they're counting on to make big strides. And, of course, Ramon Lariano, the outfielder, who has made highlight reel plays and can hit a little a little bit. So, yeah, they're a team that's very young with a lot of names you don't recognize, but there's still a few out there that the casual fan might remember. Yeah, they also have a pitcher that I, I overlooked here, actually, who seems like he's probably ready right now because he's 25. Uh, he's, a, he's a lefty. His name is Ken Waldachuk. Uh, Ken Waldachuk. Uh, he had a small sample last year in, in the with the A's. He started about seven games, but I believe he just got cut, so he's like right at that level. I'm sure we'll probably see him this year. And um, you know, as far as any other A's that I'm seeing right here on fan graphs and looking through uh, what's going on, I would say it's probably those two would be my my shoe ins. And I'm not sure about the third one. I mean, the, the Oakland A's. It, I was very surprised with you know how many transactions and people like they've traded like a. Uh, Last year they traded Sean Murphy, so I was, you know, I was going through here, going like, let's just see if they they got to have just a really, really good, uh, you know, farm system. And you know, as far as the rankings on MLB.com and some of these other places, they're they're down towards the bottom, which is uh, interesting. I know that there was a report on how much money they're making with versus how much money they're spending. It's just a weird, uh, it's just a weird vibe down there with them wanting to get out of that stadium, possibly out of Oakland. It just doesn't seem like a, a fun place to be. I'm at least going to catch one series. I know it's, you know, it's a, it's a toilet, it's a dump, you know, but it does have shades of the kingdom, which kind of makes me feel like I'm at home when I'm there. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again: that stadium is as if the kingdom was driving down the street, couldn't hit its brakes, couldn't stop. And went underneath a uh, semi truck and ripped its top off, and now it's a convertible. But uh, you know, there's been a lot of really good baseball games, historic games, historic players that have played right there. So that that is the sad part of this. And I do want to say there is one other person in their organization that I can see who's actually in their double A that could be up. It's a Luis Medina, another pitcher. Uh, he's got a plus breaking ball, and you know, projected to be. More of the back of the bullpen kind of guy, but this is somebody that uh, those are probably my three that going off of what I've seen here that could, you know, break the roster. Um, But again, with these Oakland teams, they've had a history of like, who the hell is this guy? And, you know, and it, and it working out shit. They made a movie about it. Moneyball. They wrote a book and a movie, won an Oscar or, you know, uh, Brad Pitt wins an Oscar for it. So, I mean, that, that hasn't happened for the Mariners quite yet, but, you know, looking at this team, this is a team that I think, you know, the Mariners should win every series. I know we had a massive winning streak, you know, over them last year and the year or the year before that, 
taking care of business with the A's. And I, I got to say, I think that we're going to see more of that this year, or, or we should. And again, we've seen them lose series to the A's, like towards the end of last season that they shouldn't have. Um, but overall, I think uh, I think the Mariners are in good position against the the Oakland A's. Yeah, I would agree. That's a team that the Mariners should clean up on this year. Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. We have the one and only Mr. Tom Hutler. I like the new rules from a standpoint of uh, baseball needs to have quicker games. The pitch clock rule I really like. It's going to take some adjustments for sure by the pitchers and by the batters. And then the other thing that I'm not a fan of is the fact that, well, I'm a fan of it in principle about not being able to throw over to first base more than a couple times. Listen and subscribe to Rye Bread and Mustard, a Meredith podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, you know, but moving on up the uh, the depth chart closer to, uh, you know, the top of the ALS finishing last year, we had the Texas Rangers. We know they had a lot of offseason moves last season. They've made a splash again this year. Um, we've kind of, you know, been like, hold on, there's something going on down there around that. What are you seeing with the uh, Texas Rangers? Yeah, the Texas Rangers finished fourth in the ALS, ALS last year with a record of 68-94. Um, talk about a turnover in the workforce. Um, they Half of their roster is different from opening day of last year in 2022. That includes getting a new manager and manager Bruce Bochy. Um, they had a couple um, free agents that went to elsewhere. They had pitcher Matt Moore from uh, Lever, as you remember, left-handed reliever, went to the Los Angeles Angels. And uh, another guy threw in there that was a common name on the club last year that we're familiar with from spring training this year is uh, Cole Calhoun, who did a, uh, did not end up making the roster for the Seattle Mariners out of spring training this year. So that was their mm-hmm. free agents um, that they lost. But on the other side of it, they made quite a few key free agent signings uh they went out and pretty much signed three-fifths of a of their starters in the free agency uh they went out and got jacob de from the mets he signed a five-year deal nathan avaldi from boston he signed a two-year deal um from the dodgers andrew henley he signed for two years and then two other signings that they made were outfielder Robbie Grossman from Atlanta and relief pitcher Will Smith from Houston, as well as they re-signed their own homegrown guy in uh, pitcher Martin Perez to a one-year deal. So that is, um, like I said, most of their starting rotation is new, including um, or as well as uh, John Gray, who was on the club last year. I mean, that's just a rotation that, in my opinion, it's just really high risk, high reward type of team. Yeah, especially yeah, when you're not developing them yourself, it's always going to be a high risk, in, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, you, you know, it's it usually means you risked a lot of money. <laughs> exactly, and that's what they did. Um, going around their their lineup, uh, they got at catcher Jonah Heim. We remember him. Yeah, Mariner killer. Yeah, uh, as well as Mitch Garver is back and healthy. He's going to be catching and also playing a little first base for them. Um, their normal starting first baseman will be Nathaniel Lowe. Pretty good player, won the Silver Slugger last year. 
And then over at second base, they signed last year Marcus Simeon. He was almost a 30-30 guy, started the season slow, but ended up with 26 homers and 25 stolen bases. Over at short, they got Corey Seager again. That's someone I would assume is going to have even a bigger year this year, especially with the shift going away. And then at third base, they're going with a rookie. Um, He did play in about three weeks uh, time last year at the end of the season as a late season call up. He's their top prospect in Josh Young. And then the outfield, um, the projected outfield is Robbie Grossman. That signed free agent from Atlanta, probably starting in left field. They were, they were start. They were going to plan on playing uh, Leody Tavares in center field, but he start. He's going to start the season on the IL with an oblique injury that came up late in spring, so they're going to have to go elsewhere um, while he's on the men, probably with either Bubba Thompson or Travis uh, Jaworski. And then over in right field, uh, we all remember Adolius Garcia, big right fielder. He's another guy that came close to a 30-30 season last year. Has a good arm in right field, can play defense and hit for power. He's a great player. It's one guy that stands out in their lineup. Um, So, yeah. And then a couple utility guys coming off the bench. They got Josh Smith. He can play the outfield, usually a left fielder, center fielder, and he can play three infield positions. And then the other uh, guy coming off the bench is Ezekiel uh, Duran. Um, He won a spot at the end of spring training here, uh, ended up making the club uh, because he got eight extra base hits. That's a name to look after coming off the bench um, for them. They're not a really deep team, as you know. And then their relief pitchers uh it's another story with them that's always been kind of an achilles heel for the uh, texas rangers has been their bullpen they're going to go with brock burke who led major league baseball in uh relief pitching or relief innings pitched at uh, 82 and a third but he was also second in strikeouts with 90 followed by will smith dane dunning uh jonathan hernandez or jose leclerc who could close for them along with Cole Rogans and Taylor Hearn as uh, we saw a lot of him, the big lefty um, face the Mariners last year. And then rounding out will be Ian Kennedy. He's a veteran presence in a, you know, like I said, largely unproven bullpen. I could see this team, if they could get it rolling and other teams have injuries or, you know, just, just have one of those flat, you know, a couple of months in the season, I could see Texas, you know, being in the mix. And we'll get into that a little bit later, but what's your overall assessment of them? And I'll get to the power rankings after that. Yeah, it's just the same old thing, which which has been um, talked about with Texas, which is pitching. They sure went out and got some starting pitching. And uh, their bullpen, you know, let them down last year. So uh, I think Bruce Bochy, managing them will um be a plus um he knows how to run a bullpen you know and uh not run them into the ground kind of like the uh previous managers have he's got a lot of experience so uh, i think that'll bode well for the uh, texas rangers i'm i don't think they're quite there yet they've spent the money the last two years like you mentioned in free agents but uh We'll see what happens with them. They certainly will be an improved club. 
Yeah, there are shades of kind of like what the Mariners were doing before DePoto got here. There's a lot of that where you look at this team and you go, wow, look at the payroll, look at the star power, but you're missing those important things that really hold up the house. Yeah, uh, as far as power rankings, uh, I know I skipped over the Oakland A's, but let me assure you, every power ranking I saw for the Oakland A's, they were 29 or 30. I'm not lying. I'm not making this up. You can go scour them all. Um, as far as uh, MGM with the Oakland A's, it's uh, plus 50,000 for the Oakland A's to, to win the whole thing. Uh, so that's from MGM. If he's like, hey, my bookie's got something else and put some money on the A's. Okay, go check them out. I would, I would save that dollar. I would save it. I, would, I think you would do better with Dogecoin. But... Uh, as far as the, uh, as far as where the Texas Rangers are are stacking up here, as far as the power numbers, you know, CBS Sports has them at seventeen. Um, as far as uh, MLB, they have them at sixteen. Bleacher Report, same sixteen, kind of highlighting the the big signings, like you're saying, and then MLB.com has them at nineteen. So. We'll give them an average of just about 17, I would say. So they're about a 17 ranking. Uh, Oakland A's are 29.9. Uh, so, yeah, that's the Texas Rangers. 